First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans, and welcome to episode 228. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. In most of America, school is out, or will be soon. The dog days of summer will soon be here, and the heat is already climbing across America and across Ukraine. And now is most definitely a time to stay vigilant. Hey! Bless, man. Coming by. Last man. You do, you do. Go, go, go. Thanks for the cover on this side, guys. I'm last man. Go, Nova, go! Rear! Cover the rear! Last man, last man. That sound from a group of American volunteer soldiers fighting in Ukraine against the Russian army. They were engaged with a Russian mortar team using drone-corrected fire. It's house-to-house, trench-to-trench, sometimes hand-to-hand. It's brutal. It's intense. It's bloody. And it's happening right now. As most of America obsesses over Hunter Biden's laptop, Donald Trump's crimes, the submersible underwater somewhere near the Titanic, and whatever DeSantis or Biden said last, the largest war in Europe since World War II continues, and it's reaching its most critical crossroads in over a year. Heavy fighting is ongoing in the Donetsk region in the east and all across the country. More than 30 combat engagements took place in that area just in the last day. Ukraine is on the attack. And Russian forces are on the defense in the Zaporizhia and Kherson region and across the land. But it appears that Ukraine is on the march. And woven within their ranks are many Americans. It's an underreported story of the war 
that I've tried to bring you in the last year through conversations with Matt Gallagher, Adrian Bonnenberger, Nolan Richardson, Tim Mack, and others. If you haven't heard those, go back and check them out. But the fighting is incredibly intense, and you likely won't see it on your TV. But throughout the brutal and rising heat of the summer, the fighting will continue. So remember that as we celebrate the start of summer here in the U.S. As we celebrate the end of school, their kids are hiding in bunkers. As we head to the beach, they rush to the front lines. As we sit back and enjoy fireworks, they brace for incoming missiles and rocket attacks nightly. Think about them this summer. As you move across your community, across the country, or even overseas, look for the Ukrainian flags that continue to fly around the world and demand more focus on it. The war in Ukraine does not get enough attention in American media. And almost every one of us that works in media can do more. That includes me. But it also includes all Americans, especially independent Americans. It includes you. You can seek out the stories. You can share them. You can support them. Because summer is, of course, a time to relax, enjoy life, rest, celebrate the outdoors, family, and soon, freedom and independence. But as Independence Day in America draws near, keep an ear open for the stories and the cries of those fighting for their independence this summer in Ukraine, where the true fight for independence is underway, and where stakes are always high. Stakes are high this summer, in Ukraine and across America. As the fight for independence drags on in Ukraine, a different fight for independence grows here in America. Theirs is a military fight. Ours is a political one, and to some extent, a social one. The ongoing fight for our political independence in America is another modern and evolving war we've covered on this show for years now. The independent movement that started like a small guerrilla campaign, that has developed into an insurgency, that one day will grow into an army on the march. That's what's happening below the radar, and way out of view of most traditional and especially corporate media in America. They'll tell you it's not a big story. They'll tell you it's just about spoilers. They'll tell you it's about the past, or even more likely, they won't tell you about it at all. But I will. Because just as Ukraine is the most important battle of our time and the biggest story in the world, the rise of independence in America is the most important political battle of our time and could one day be the biggest political story in America. And it will always be a top story on this show and one that I will help you keep on your radar. I'll keep it on your radar all summer long. And a select few others in the media may do the same, including a recent guest on this show, our friend Michael Smirkanich, 
who recently did a segment on his weekend CNN show that you should know about. Does America need, does America want a third lane in the 2024 presidential race? Listen to this. According to a new CNN poll, 66% of all Americans say a Biden victory would be a setback or even a disaster for the country. 56% say the exact same thing about Donald Trump, which is why a nonpartisan group called No Labels is threading together a safety net for the American electorate in case the vast majority of voters aren't satisfied with a Biden versus Trump rematch if it comes to that. The group aims to gain ballot access across all 50 states and the District of Columbia for a third-party candidacy hoping to appeal to independent voters with a, quote, unity ticket made up of one Democrat and one Republican. So on my show, you've heard from independent candidates like Evan McMullen. You've heard from trailblazing independent political reformers like John Opdyke of Open Primaries. You've heard from independent group leaders like Rick Wilson of The Lincoln Project. You've heard from leaders of the Forward Party, including Governor Christy Todd Whitman and Andrew Yang. And next month, you'll hear from Senator Joe Lieberman, representing No Labels, and I hope from others representing the group. And maybe, most importantly, coming up in this episode, you'll hear from an independent American who's actually won a major election. But before we get to him, let's talk about No Labels for a second, because they are part of the great fragmentation of American politics that continues. Now, without real names for candidates, this no-labels effort may just be a giant academic exercise. Theoretical polling isn't the real test of this opportunity and this moment. A real independent candidate is, as you'll hear from our guests coming up. Lots of people want to know if the no-labels candidates are going to be headed by a Democrat or a Republican. That's a big deal. It's important, especially when we're talking about a commander-in-chief who's going to have his or her finger on the button. If the no-labels candidate for president is Democrat Joe Manchin with an 11% approval rating, I think this thing is dead in the water. If it's The Rock then it's actually possible. If it's Admiral William McRaven, well, then it's a giant maybe. We independents are 49% of voters now and rising. And what we want most of all is a candidate that is truly, authentically independent. Not a Democrat or a Republican that recently and opportunistically changed his or her jersey. We want a leader that's not just an alternative to Biden or Trump. We want a leader that's better than Biden or Trump and one that won't be a spoiler. But that candidate probably doesn't exist as an option for 2024. Ross Perot was not a theoretical candidate. He was a real one. And that's why he did so well in 1992 and made history. At one point in the summer of 1992, Ross Perot led the polls with 39%. That was versus 31% for Republican George Bush and 25% for Democrat Bill Clinton. He was actually in the lead. And he ended with 19% of the popular vote and 19 million votes. That's what happened in real life in 1992. Now, a real independent leader 
I think, is unlikely to emerge for 2024, unless it's someone incredibly exciting from outside the traditional partisan duopoly. The independent movement is growing and evolving, but it's unlikely strong enough now to elect a president in 2024. But independent Americans will determine the 2024 presidential election, especially in swing states. We are the largest, fastest growing, and most powerful group of voters in America. 50% of all voters are independents now. 60% of young people. We are free agents, and every candidate will have to earn our votes. And the biggest potential disruption of all is the health of Trump and Biden. If either one gets sick or dies before next November, which is entirely possible, it will be political chaos like we've never seen. And it could create an opening for no labels and or an independent candidate. It could happen. It probably won't, but it could. And it's the difficult but appropriate contingency planning that any good military planner would think about. It's an uncomfortable possibility that all Americans should consider and prepare for throughout the 2024 election cycle. But beyond the race for president, the independent movement is real, diverse, and growing fast, fueled by disgust with the two parties, generational change, open primaries and other election reform, and a new generation of truly, authentically independent leaders. The future of American politics is independent. Independent Americans are rising up. We may not be ready to win the White House yet, but more and more independent leaders are emerging and winning at every other level of American politics. And our guest coming up is the best and most powerful recent example. Independent doesn't mean just the middle. It means none of the above. It's not a new party. It's no party. Because America is not a party. It's a mission. And our great American democracy must be defended and improved now. The stakes have never been higher. And the future of our democracy is at stake. It can't be left to either political party. That's why tens of millions of independent Americans are standing up to be heard. We're standing up to put country over party. We're standing up to demand and create better. Even if you're not an independent, you should be rooting for us. And you should at least consider becoming one of us. Don't just give one party or the other your family name and allegiance because you feel like you have to. You don't. Our political world is changing fast. And many of us are standing up to lead. Be a leader, not just a follower. Answer the call. Leave the herds. Declare your independence. Like our important, inspiring, and soon-to-be iconic guest in this episode. He's a man that's more than just a breath of fresh air. He's a hurricane of it. A hurricane of hope. A storm of positivity and possibility that has hit Colorado Springs and will soon spread nationwide. He's the newly elected independent mayor 
of Colorado Springs. He's Mayor Yemi Mobilati, and he is coming. told you about him on this show a few episodes ago after he won. He is the real deal. He is our proof of concept, and he is here. The newly elected independent mayor of Colorado Springs represents the future because he's done it. To all those who say independence will only be spoilers, to all of you who say independence can't win, today I will introduce you to Yemi Mobilati the new independent mayor of Colorado Springs, Colorado. He's an unaffiliated first-time candidate that didn't just beat Republican politician Wayne Williams by double digits in the city's mayoral runoff. The Nigerian immigrant upended the political landscape in a once solidly right-leaning city that has been moving toward the center more and more in recent elections, just like the rest of the country. So Yemi Mobilati is our proof of concept as independence. We can win in red states and in blue states. We can win where Democrats have no chance. We can win where Republicans have no chance. And I'm just one of a growing number of grassroots leaders, donors, media voices, young people, and veterans who believe that independents are the future of American politics. And in Colorado, that future is here. And that future is now. heard me say it before. Independents are now the largest and fastest growing group of voters in America. 50% of veterans, 60% of young people, 35% of African Americans 18 to 34, 42% of Asian Americans, 37% of Latino voters. Independent voters are a cross-section of America itself. And those numbers are rising, especially among the young people. More millennial voters identify as independent than as Democrats and Republicans combined. We are sick and tired of extreme candidates and just two options. And in some one-party dominated red and blue places, only one option. We want change. We want common sense. We want an end to extreme partisans and radicals leading the future of our great nation. We have had enough. And we are the future. And when it comes to our politics, and therefore the strategic and moral direction of our country, the future is going to be written by independence. If we seize this moment, if we rise to this moment, if we answer this call, like our guest has, the future is independent. Whether it's independent media, or independent music, or independent films, or independent candidates for mayor, the future will be written by our independent movement and by leaders like Mayor Yemi Mobilati. Whether you're one of millions of independent Americans or not, this is a leader and the movement that you should support. One that will empower your fellow citizens and strengthen our future. Join us, join Yemi. Be a part of the future of American politics. Leave the herds, declare your independence or at least stand with your fellow Americans who have. Fellow Americans, 
like Mayor Yemi Mobilati. This song that you're hearing is by the great trombone Shorty. More on him later. But it's called Hurricane Season. And that's what's coming. Yemi is a true independent. One who embodies the five eyes that this show and this movement are all about. Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And the mayor is blowing into Colorado Springs and across America like a hurricane of positivity and change. Welcome to the future of American politics. Welcome to a new face for our growing movement. Welcome to Independence Day. Welcome to hurricane season. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode 228. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Ladies and gentlemen, independent Americans around the country and around the world. This is a conversation we have been rooting for, looking forward to, and is finally here. Uh, he is an inspirational leader, uh, a man of the moment, a true independent, and, and finally joining us on Independent Americans, the great and powerful Mayor Yemi Mombalade is here on Independent Americans. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this show. Well, I am excited to have you here. I said to you when we were warming up, this is, you know, this is a lot of independent, unaffiliated people who've been tracking you, who've been rooting for you. Um, you, you are among friends here in this, in this community, especially. But I want to wish you congratulations from the world Thank of the independence uh, and, and ask you, um, how's it feel? You know, you were sworn in on D-Day, which I think is kind of maybe D-Day for the partisan system as we know it. Your, your, your victory has sent shockwaves across the political system, but how's it feel? Yeah, since uh, June 6th, it's felt great. It, um, I, it's, uh, it's an interesting season of, um, it's still the honeymoon season, and we have a lot of work to do. And like I, like I said on the, at my speech during the swearing in, it's time to get to work. Mm. And while we get to work, I, these opportunities with uh, my media partners is a wonderful opportunity for me to pause also to reflect on not only what I've accomplished, but what we've accomplished as a city, but also uh, many of us who, are, who call ourselves independent. And it's good to celebrate that. So this, this hybrid of um, there's work to be done and let's, let's enjoy this season too, as well of what we've accomplished. Well, it's, it, you know, independents have been kind of starving for a win. 
So it's great to have one. And, and folks have already rallied behind you throughout the country. I want to get into your story, uh, your vision for Colorado Springs, you know, your assessment really of the national landscape and, and maybe how you see the world. But I want to ground us in, in, a, in a question I ask of, of all of our guests. Where are you and how are you? <laughs> Where am I? I am, that's a great question. I am currently at work at, um, at the city administration building. If you, want, if you want to know exactly where I'm at, I'm in, I'm in the communications office and wing, and there's a great team of colleagues here that are helping to tell um, the story to our residents. And so um, that's, where, that's where I'm at. I have a, I have a, I, I inherited a, an incredible team of 3,000 public servants from folks who are helping to care for our infrastructure to um, women and men keeping our community safe and caring for our parks. And uh, it's a great team and I'm so proud to help lead them in this new chapter. Well, it's an exciting chapter and you've got, you know, almost 500,000 people in the city of Colorado Springs. Um, yeah. One of the 40th most populous city in the country. Our community especially knows it. The military and veterans community knows it. Uh, as the home of the Air Force Academy, you've got lots of veterans and I think right. independent-minded folks out there that were waiting to be uh, to be tapped, right? To to be given a leader that feels like an option. But it's been a stronghold of Republican leadership for a long period of time. You come in with this new vision and new uh, and new attitude, a new approach. Just on a very basic level, Mr. Mayor, how'd you do it? How did you do what independents haven't really been able to do very often in America in the last generation? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question. And first of all, I just want to um, give a shout out to all the many veterans that are watching and listening. Thank you for your service. We are a military community, um, five military installations in my city and uh, Air Force, Army and Space Force. And we're really proud of they do to um, ensure our freedoms and help keep us safe. So. Um, I, that's, that feels very appropriate to mention. Um, how do I, how did I do it? Um, it's, I believe that leadership matters. I believe that, um, I believe that America and certainly my city is tired of the partisan Washington DC style politics. And, uh, what's, what's happening in Colorado Springs is, um, is, is this microcosm of what's what most of our nation is feeling. And so I, I put it ahead of us that transcends partisan lines. I ran a clean campaign. Um, believe me, there was a, whether you believe it or not, there was a hunger and a huge appetite for that. The number of people that thanked me for running a clean campaign. Um, and I, I called us to something bigger than all of us, something that we can unite around. And that's one of the values of being an independent is that we're not beholden to any, um, to any party. We're, we're beholden to values. We're beholden to the people that we're serving. And that's, um, and that's what I put in front of, in front of people. And I remember um, in the campaign trail, there was a significant shift when people started calling me um, the people's mayor, the people's candidate. And so my campaign connected with people, with real people, not just the person talking points. Yep. I think, I think that that is what I think resonated um, 
throughout the country and is resonating throughout the political world too. I mean, you're young, you've got small kids, you don't come from a traditional uh, political background. You haven't been working in state government or somewhere else. You come from, you know, the church and, and you're bringing this message that I think is really uh, transcending this moment. Um, but you also had a nonpartisan primary, right? Which I think is right. also structurally really important because we've talked a lot on this show about leadership and also the need for structural reform. So can you talk about how your, your candidacy, your strategy and your victory um, was shaped by the fact that you've got nonpartisan primaries in, in the city of Colorado Springs? It was, it was beautiful. It was um, at, the very, at the very onset of this journey, I remember telling my team and saying that I, I fully intend to run in the spirit of our own campaign laws. So in 1979, uh, our city charter was amended um, for our city elections to be nonpartisan. And um, that was the year I was born. So I wasn't here when that was, uh, the voters made that decision, but I, in, in the way I, my, my own interpretation of what happened in 1979 is that our residents believe that uh, our quality of life should not be a partisan issue. Uh, um, that floor, city flourishing should, um, should not be a partisan issue. And so I'm really proud of my city for that shift and that move. But Paul, Paul the reality is we, we have not honored, um, in, in many, we have not honored uh, what the city charter demands of, of our leadership as candidates, as well as mayors. So we've gone through the motions. We, we all submit that sworn affidavit to the city clerk that we've not been endorsed by any political party. And guess what we do after that? We go back to our camps. So I, I said from day one, I want to run on the spirit of our own local constitution and show that this is the, this can be done and this is a hunger and appetite of our residents. So I'm really proud that we're able to do it. Mm. I, I think that um, pride is something that people haven't associated with politics in a while. But there's a real feeling of, of pride around, you know, it's important how you conducted yourself during the campaign. I think th this idea of integrity, of, of not just, you know, nonpartisanship, but maybe postpartisanship, a new generation of leaders who look at politics differently. We talk a lot about on, on the show about how close to half the country is independent and unaffiliated, but high numbers right. of young people, 60 percent of people, young people, 50 percent of veterans, a lot of other populations. Can you talk about uh, running an independent campaign, what the voters looked like and what they sounded like, who they were. I saw, I read a lot about how <laughs> there were people crossing lines, people who hadn't voted before. But I, I think good political campaigns are really movements. And it, it looked to me like a movement Absolutely. that involved a lot of people who hadn't been involved in this kind of movement before. Is that is that your take too? No, that that's 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 well said. Uh, I early in the campaign and really throughout the campaign, um, um, life cycle, the number of people that would often tell me that I have never been involved in campaign or in politics. This is my first time. I had business leaders who always swore that they would keep politics out of their business um, or people that just hated politics and would always say, this is the first time I'm getting involved. I, I broke, I'm breaking my own rule. In fact, one, I remember a business guy that hosted a meeting great for me, told the people in attendance, you know, traditionally I stay away and I just can't, it'll almost be a sin for me not to get involved in this movement. And so we, 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 my campaign has activated a lot of first timers, 
uh, newcomers like me, um, people who would say, I've never had a yard sign, you're my first. And then I'll often remind them that I'm my own first too. So we're all, we're all doing this, uh, we're all in it together. Right? Um, from a data point, 48% uh, of the residents in my city are unaffiliated. We are independent. So we reflect that national statistics well uh, as well. I often say we are actually the largest political party in, in, in the city. And so um, I got to represent this group of people. You and I joked before that the show started that it's complicated. It really is complicated. And these two-party camp system, it's very complicated. So my when you look at my story, I, I'm the... You know, I like to think of myself as a product of the American dream, being able to come to this country 27 years ago. Um, I have opportunity to go to school, um, land a great job, find family, find community, be an entrepreneur, be a pastor. When you look at the different aspects of my profile, it's really hard to just say this is who Yemi is. Mm -hmm. um, but I connect to uh, the many values that makes our country so great. And ultimately, I ran on, on who... I am and who I've always been. And that part of that story is just being an independent thinker, being objective, being pragmatic, and putting our city ahead of all the chaos that mm -hmm. we're experiencing today. Yeah, and I, I think it's important, you know, the example you're setting for our children at a time when it's hard to find examples in politics that our kids can look up to. You know, you're an example of nice guys not finishing last. You're, you're a respectful, thoughtful, you're a person, you're conscious about your community, you're conscious about your family, you're conscious about your, your role in history. So let, let me just ask you to, to pull back and look at the broader landscape in the country where we've got, you know, this clash shaping up between likely Biden and Trump and whoever it is, it's going to be pretty deeply partisan. Um, we've covered no labels. We've covered the forward party. Um, we've covered other independent efforts. Um, can you talk about how you view the landscape nationally? for independence, you know, we need a constitutional amendment so you can one day run for president because you were born in, in Nigeria, right? So I think you've got to work on, work on that, as we talked about before with Schwarzenegger and others. But, but can you talk about the national landscape and, and, and what you see there and how do you see yourself fitting when you've got folks really divided in camps around Biden and Trump or blue and red, if they're just now, you know, finding out about you and your candidacy, um, can you talk about your 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 view of, of the country more broadly and where we are? Right. I, Paul, I, I've always desired and hoped that what's happened in Colorado Springs served as an inspiration for the rest of the country. Um, this immigrant who's had a blessing of being an American citizen, and we are a nation of immigrants, and um, I get to remind us what's best of of the best of us as Americans. I, I think that's part of my role is to have this outside perspective looking in and to re, re, take us back to who we've always been. Um, I am inspired by leaders such as Abraham Lincoln of whom I share a birthday with. Abraham Lincoln, though he was a Republican, led as an independent, led as a moderate. I've read just about everything. I've I can get my hands on on Abraham Lincoln's leadership because I find a lot of my leadership design and style in his and his ability to unify um, the union at a point where it's um, there was no hope. I mm -hmm. think we're back there today. 
because it truly, um, a, a country or nation, a house divided against itself will, will not stand. So we need new type of leadership. Desperate, desperate uh, times don't always call for um, desperate measures. Desperate times call for new and a different kind of leadership. And that is the hunger that you're feeling. I, I contend you're going to see a lot more Yemis around the, around the country. And I've spoken to a number of them who are not coming out of the woodwork going, if you can do it, I can do it. There's hope. I've spoken to lots of families who had given up on politics and people who are saying for the first time in a long time, they have, they have hoped. I'll tell you um, uh, what the president said to me. Um, I got to meet him briefly. He came to the Air Force Academy. He was a commencement speaker. Uh, and I had a brief five minute interaction with him. And he had mentioned that uh, even the White House was following my campaign towards the tail end of it mm-hmm. and, and mentioned that what, we, what we're doing is really special, not just for Colorado Springs, but for the rest of the nation. And people need to take a look at what, what we're doing here locally. So that was really encouraging. I, uh, the more we go down the path we are going, I think the greater the hunger is. Mm-hmm. That's why you probably hear a lot of conversations around a third party. Uh, you're probably following some of those. There's a lot of yep, buzz yep. around. A third party, yeah. a fourth party, you yeah, or I don't no know party, what, right? That, that's why I've uh, often said to people, you know, they're not necessarily uh, forward party people or reform party people. They're just no party at all, right? They're free agents that want to look for a leader. And I think the hope that you bring is really important. But you're also practical and pragmatic, and you're going to get things done. I can tell already. It. And and um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, your positivity and your unity and your example is in direct contrast to many folks in Washington and around the country. And I would argue it's in direct contest to uh, one of the leaders in a state that's trying to compete with you for a pretty significant government move, right? Space Command is right now uh, being determined. It's either going to stay in Colorado Springs or it's going to go to Alabama. And we've covered on this show, uh, you know, uh, Senator uh, Tuberville, who I think has been really caustic and wants to jam up the works and I think has been very counterproductive and said some pretty radical things. I've called him Senator Redneck because it sounds like at times he wants to build the Army of the Confederacy more than the Army of 2023. But, you know, what's your pitch? Um, You know, I've been to both places. I love both places. I love Alabama and I love Colorado. But um, what's your your, your point to the country and to decision makers on why Space Command should, should stay in Colorado? You mean you love Colorado better? That's what you meant to say. Uh, I just I just wanted to edit that that statement. But yeah, I, I do I do like our Alabama friends as well. When I was uh, the VP of at the Chamber and Economic Development Corporation, I actually spent time in in Alabama visiting some of their um, a few cities there. And, and but you know, but no, you know what? That's a real thing. Like right now, do I want to live in a state with Tommy Tuberville? Is, is one of, no? Do I want to live in your state where you are? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, I'll say it. I love them both. Yeah. But if it's a choice between a place where, you know, people's rights are being restricted and and there's a pretty nasty guy in charge versus you coming in like Captain Positivity, man. Like, I, I want to leave <laughs> in a place like Captain Positivity. I love yeah. that. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you for the kind words. I, I mentioned earlier that we, you know, we have five military installations. Um, we are the home of space. The state of Colorado, over half of all space operations um, happens in this state. Most of it is in my city. I mean, 
in terms of even the the GPS con control and and operations. They ha all happens in the city. We're already set up. Our city is designed. Um, our economy is designed for for space, and so space command is is here, and I believe it's here to stay. And we are already um, already um, acting and behaving as though it's there. We're expanding. We're making decisions around um, space. So we, while a decision has not been made, we anticipate one will be made soon. And I am, you call me Captain Positivity. Yeah, I am positive and hopeful that uh, Space Command will stay in Colorado Springs. Hmm. Well, you're also, whether you want to be or not, you're going to be kind of president of the independence by, by default. I mean, we've, we've covered on this show, especially a lot of the races. We said if Evan McMullen won in Utah, he'd be, you know, a, a key figure in what I call the independent movement. Now you're in a position where you are, you know, one of, if not the most high profile independent in office and not just a Democrat or Republican that recently changed jerseys, but someone who's been independent, maybe authentically from the start. Right. right. Which I right. think is this next generation of folks that, you know, weren't just one fan and they changed. They kind of grew up as as these fans. So as this 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 uh, movement is unfolding, you've got groups like No Labels that are talking about a unity ticket of a Democrat or Republican. But they're not talking about independence. Would you be open to being on a, a third party uh, ticket for president um, now or, or in the future? You mean supporting one? No, being on one. If, if no labels called you up right now and said, hey, we're, we'd like you to be on the ticket uh, for, for president. Oh, well, I could have run for president, though. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could have Could you run, run for, for vice president? president? I guess you could, <laughs> you, could you run for vice president? And then you That's would be a good point. I, What's the technicality I, there? Um, let's, let, let's start with mayor. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with mayor. I already have people saying governor next i'm like well well I, it's 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 humbling and it's honoring and what i hear and really and what you're also saying is yemi you have the leadership that our country needs so that's right trust me it's it's humbling and i receive receive that well i um i received a book by doing the campaign i'm drawing a blank on um the author you probably have heard of it it's called um Decla declaration of the independence oh yeah uh-huh it was written by it was written by um um, a candidate who is also an independent. And that's been, uh, first of all, I thought the, the title is very clever. Yeah. Independence. Uh, the book speaks to the hunger of what you and I and most of America is feeling. Um, so from a, from a very practical, how can I assist this effort? Even if it's not me, um, I am here for, other independent candidates and unaffiliated candidate who are trying to make sense of this complication of what it means to to run as an independent and to be proud. And like you said too, for me, it's always I've always been that. I, I haven't I haven't shifted party and trying to figure out just the best way to win. Uh, if there's anything, I've shown that um, you can't win a campaign by being authentically you. Mm -hmm. um, I started with a five percent name ID by April fourth. The general election, I was at 90%. Um, you can't run and you can't win as who you are authentically. Mm. And even despite when so many people said, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it's possible. There's no way. There's no way. But I'm here to say that there is a way. Be you. Be authentically you. And America is hungry for what you have to bring to the mm. table. 
I love that, Mr. Mayor. I think that that's what a lot of folks are missing when they try to understand this independent movement. A lot of it is about authenticity. And a lot of it is about, you know, true independence, people who, you know, don't take orders from above, who maybe want to bust up the two-party duopoly, but also just looking for leaders who are um, leaders of integrity and leaders of, of inspiration and leaders of, you know, also who can get things done. And I'm, I'm going to be watching, and everyone's going to be watching and rooting for you to get things done there. Um, I've asked you to stick around for a couple of questions for our Patreon members, and you've generously agreed to do that. Um, but let me ask you, if you had a message to um, the two people running for president, like let's assume for the sake of discussion, it, it's Trump and it's and it's Biden. They're going to be fighting over your base, right? That 49% is going to be the group that determines where Pennsylvania and other key swing states go. It's going to be that small number of people that, that whether there's a third party candidate or not will be the most influential people in the next election in determining our commander in chief and, and largely most elected offices. But if you were going to advise um, both parties and leaders on how to connect with independence, Mayor, what would you tell them? Well, first of all, I would let them know that the, my city is we're independent thinkers. I know the national narrative, um, there's been a lot of stories around, oh, Yemi has broken the Republican stronghold. And so why do we have Democrats and Republicans in Colorado Springs? The reality is, the reality is Colorado Springs is actually, uh, we're independent thinkers. When you look at the county and you look at the, the swing between um, how the county voted in the 2016 presidential elections and then how the county voted in the 2020 presidential election, you can see that we had one of the largest swings in the country in terms of those that initially have voted for President Trump and then didn't vote for President Trump, but it's the same people. It's the same people. So you cannot box us into saying, this is the way you vote. Um, many of us in this community, we, we just want to get it right. Um, as an unaffiliated, my, I vote very differently in, in different election cycles. And really what we're voting for is we, we, we're voting for our families. We're voting for the safety of our families and our, our neighborhood. We're voting for economic vitality. Um, these are the issues that we're, we're saying yes to. Uh, I'll tell you what uh, we're also saying no to. We're saying no to just um, trying to box us into one or two um, issues. We're not, we're not one-dimensional voters. We're not two-issue two two issue voters. It's complicated. And so I would encourage both candidates to ensure that they're speaking to our hearts and mind and speaking to the issues around our desire for safety, our desire for um, a strong economy, our desire um, to, see, to see more jobs created and um, quality of life is what we, we vote for. So um, while you are um, trying to capitalize on those partisan talking points, if you don't speak to the true issues that we care about, you may be losing us. Mm -hmm. So know that you're, you're speaking to a community that we, we vote very thoughtfully and intelligently. And it's hard many times to, to box us in. And even my campaign is an example of that. When people were surprised that I had a lot of support from conservatives. Um, I mean, one, uh, I had a, a, one of the biggest conservative uh, leaders in our community, the former, um, El pa the former sheriff of our county, El Paso County, is voted for me and supported me and is a, is a friend of mine. And so you can see how Colorado Springs, how the politics look like. 
And so I would encourage the candidates to ensure that you are speaking to our hearts uh, ultimately and not just speaking to partisan um, talking points. Mayor Mamalati, they're going to be fighting over your endorsement too. I, I wore my eye, my independent shirt. Uh, <laughs> as a I need one of those. You. But they, uh, I'll get you one. I'll get you one. But I think they're going to, you know, Colorado is going to be critical. They're going to be fighting over your endorsement. And, and maybe just a final question for you, sir. Um, the message that children see is so important right now. Right. And, and um, we had my friend Wes Moore on the show a number of times, who I think is a great example, no matter what party you stand for. I think he's a great example of a, of a leader and for our children. And you, I think, also are a really inspiring leader coming out of politics that our kids can look up to. So a straight up question, like my kids are probably going to watch this. A lot of kids are going to watch this, I hope. Um, what's your message to the young people in this country right now who maybe feel a little bit um, concerned, they feel, um, you know, um, um, disrupted, right? And maybe feel like there aren't too many leaders out there that they can look up to. What, what's your message to the young people of this country, sir? Um, that's a great question and one that I, that touches my heart. Um, it's, I'll, I'll tell you the answer that I've always given every young person that I, I see. And one is that there's hope and that two is, we're passing the baton to you, do better than us. Mm. Um, I'm sorry we failed you, um, we're trying, but you, you have an opportunity to, to reunite us and to, and to make America just a, a great country again. So I, I, it's, a, it's a message of empowerment, it's a message of encouragement. I am, I am really proud um, to see so many families that were activated in this last election cycle. There were so, there's so many kids that are, because of part, partly because I'm a parent of young kids, so many, I'm relatable, many families see themselves in me. The number of pictures that I've taken with a lot of young kids, the number of young people who their parents bring and said, they want to meet you, they want to take a picture with you. I know I stir up something, even in a young, in a young, in a young generation, am I swearing in? It was so, I was so glad to have my son's third grade class um, there to get the pledge of, of allegiance. It, it was such a sweet experience. And third grade is all about civic learning and education. Yeah. And so it all came full circle for many families. So I know they're paying attention. And it's one of the reasons I'm proud to be in this, in this office is to also activate families as well. So there is hope. There is hope. And I hope they, they do actually better than we did. Mm. Well, we, we say on the show a lot, hope is the oxygen of democracy. And you're like a hurricane of hope. It's just coming out <laughs> and, and it's inspiring other people. And, and, and I, I just want to thank you for your leadership. You know, leadership is about sacrifice. And you put yourself out there. You put your family out there. It was hard. And it's especially hard when you go as an independent because you don't have a group of people that automatically click yes. in behind you. It's the road less traveled. That's definitely oh, yeah. harder, but I think is making all the difference. And I think when we look back on this movement, you're really an important trailblazer, an important uh, figure in this movement that will likely last, I hope, for a generation or more. So I know you're going to stick around for a couple more questions, but I just want to thank you, Mr. Mayor, and congratulate you on behalf of everybody in the independent movement. We're rooting for you. We appreciate you. you. And we can't wait to see all the good stuff you're going to do next, sir. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It truly is an honor. Thank you, sir. As we stay around, stay around here, stay vigilant. 
Mayor Yemi. How inspiring is that guy? How cool is that guy? How important is that guy? Have his back. Follow him on social media. Go watch videos of his inauguration. Look for him in the media. Support him in office and encourage him to run for governor and support him in any way you can. He is the real deal. He is coming and he is a true helper. Always look for the helpers. There, were, there will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines. If you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. All right, as the summer storm continues, check the hashtag look for the helpers on all social media and please share yours with me. Look for the helpers. They're out there all summer long. They will be rising up and I hope you can share them with me so I can shout them out on social media and on this show. And I've got a great example from our friend, dedicated supporter and Patreon member Mike Tipton, who flagged a really great story for me about Sadio Mane. He's a Sangalese soccer star who earns about $10 million a year. Now, he gave the world a rude awakening after some vans were flabbergasted when they saw him carrying a cracked iPhone. His iPhone was all busted up, and I guess somebody asked him about it. And his response was awesome. He said, why would I want 10 Ferraris, 20 diamond watches, and two jet planes? I starved. I worked in the fields, played barefoot, and I didn't go to school. Now, I can help people. I prefer to build schools and give poor people food or clothing. I have built schools and a stadium, provide clothes, shoes, and food for people in extreme poverty. In addition, I give 70 euros per month to all people from a very poor Senegalese region in order to contribute to their family economy. I do not need to display luxury cars, luxury homes, trips, and even planes. I prefer that my people receive some of what life has given me. Those are the words of Sadio Mane. And that is an example of the helpers. Look for the helpers. They're out there. Thanks to Mike Tipton again for sharing it. Please keep sharing them with me and posting yours. We got lots of great examples last week for Father's Day. And while you're out there on social media, please play Guest to Guest with me every Wednesday night, all summer long. Get on board and play Guest to Guest. Last week, lots of you got Ron Perlman, including our friend Liz Rourke, who got it on my Facebook page. And this week, I posted it early because I'm trying to do kind of summer hours. But a number of you got Yemi Bombalati on Twitter, including LD Dane, who said, I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, LD. And our friend Nate Holdstein shouted us out on Instagram. He said, is that Yemi Mombalade at the Colorado Springs Western Street breakfast? Indeed it was. It was the young mayor with a cowboy hat serving pancakes to people out on the streets and the Western Street in Colorado Springs. Catherine Ward also got on Instagram. She said, Yemi Mombalade? Yes, you are right. Many of you were right. And you can check out more from Yemi, more from me at independentamericans.us, where you can also support this show. You can step up all summer long and join our Patreon community. Shout out to all our Patreon members, old and new, and especially our newest member, Dave Jacobs. Welcome, Dave. Great to have you on board. If you're a Patreon member like Dave, you will get an extra special helping of extra summer content with Mayor Mobilade, where he talks about his favorite drink, which I really like, his first car, which I find extremely interesting, the tunes he's digging, which we bond over, and 
the best pancakes versus waffles answer in a long time. I always ask every guest, if you had to choose pancakes or waffles, what would it be? If you are a member of our Patreon community, you will find out, and you get to support this critical content in our independent movement. So thank you to all of you. And thanks to all of you who continue to tune in to check me out on News Nation with Marty Hughes. Every Thursday, we're taking a week off this week. And also on Deadline MSNBC with Nicole Wallace. That's also happening weekly. I may be on today, Thursday, but breaking news may or may not change that. But check me out on social media and all platforms. Subscribe, share, and do all the things. And do it all summer long, people. Summer is now officially here. The school is out in much of America, and my boys have their last day on Tuesday. And July 4th is coming, and Father's Day was last week. I want to thank you for all the well wishes on Father's Day. Another shout out to all the fathers out there and to the mothers who are doing the work of fathers who aren't around. Shout out to my dad and special thanks to my wife who really rocked Father's Day. She surprised me and my boys for Father's Day weekend by booking us a very special room honoring a great father, soldier, rugby player, and American hero, General Frank Kearney. If you can ever stay at the historic Thayer Hotel on the grounds of West Point in New York, do it and get one of the historic rooms. It's a fascinating and beautiful place, and it's also kind of a cross between a military museum, a castle, and the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. It's also where I had my prom, which is weird and awesome, but it was amazing. And I told my wife that for Father's Day, I just wanted to spend it with my boys. And she had the wisdom to bring us to West Point to do it. We spent it not just at Hotel Thayer, but throughout the grounds of West Point. It's hard to think of a better way to spend my Father's Day than bouncing from ball field to ball field all across West Point and my high school, which is nearby, with my little guys. We went to the rugby fields, we went to the baseball field, we went to the football field where we got to watch a couple of the young cadets practicing, a young generation of leaders in action, which was very inspiring for my young boys. But I'm a lucky guy because I got to do that and because I get to be their dad, which is forever the greatest honor and thrill of my life. And there's nothing that I recommend more highly than parenthood. And I also recommend very highly going to live music. And especially live music from this artist. That is Trombone Shorty, who I also saw last week in New York City. He came through town like a freight train. 
His real name is Troy Andrews. If you don't know, he's from New Orleans, and he is a young legend. He grew up in a musical family, started playing trombone at the age of four, and at six years old, he got pulled up on stage by Bo Diddley at the New Orleans Jazz Heritage Festival. This is part of his great origin story. He's gone on to play with the Neville Brothers. He was in the Lenny Kravitz Band. He played with U2 and Green Day in the New Orleans Superdome for Monday Night Football. He played with the Foo Fighters at their performance at the Voodoo Music Festival in New Orleans, which I also recommend. It happens on Halloween in New Orleans, and if you're a music fan or not, you should check it out. Trombone Shorty has also played with Little Big Town at the Country Music Awards in the summer of 2016. He and his band, Orleans Avenue, were the supporting act for the Hall & Oates tour, and they've opened up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers on a tour. He's also a helper. He's got something called the Trombone Shorty Foundation, which has a mission to preserve and perpetuate the musical heritage of New Orleans. And he's partnered with Tulane University to create an after-school academy to mentor aspiring high school musicians throughout the New Orleans area. Trombone Shorty has also performed twice for President Obama at the White House. And now he is on tour this summer with Ziggy Marley and the great Mavis Staples and the Robert Randolph Band. And I saw them in New York. They were incredible. And I highly recommend you go see them. Go check their website. See if you can see them in your area. Because when you see them, like most live music, there's no red and blue. Everybody's united. Everyone feels positive. Everyone feels free. Everyone feels independent. Hold up, wait a minute. That music is the spirit of our independent movement a driving and rising force for good. Because independents are the future, and we are not alone in our independence, especially this summer. Yeah, America's divided, deeply divided. But we at Independent Americans and Righteous Media are fighting to change that, adding light to contrast to heat. And so if you're among that now 50% of Americans who are independent, this is your jam. If you're a Democrat or a Republican, you're not a diehard partisan, this is your jam. If you're just a concerned American or global citizen who cares about the future, this is your jam. All are welcome. It's just like a trombone shorty show. We invite you to be a part of the energy and the solution. Our independent movement is the hope for the future. Country over party. People over politics. Light over heat. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Mayor Yemi Mobilati. If you did, please share it far and wide, especially with folks who think independence are only spoilers and can't win. Tell them simply, hold up, wait a minute. Invite them to declare their independence. And stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And hope is the oxygen of democracy. It's powerful, like a hurricane of hope. So stay vigilant and know you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant, and we're all in this together all summer long. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thank you for listening. Down with Putin. Slava, Ukraine. Happy summer, and stay vigilant, America.
by Righteous Media.